The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hi there, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. We love our homes and we want to love our homes, but many of us are looking for a deeper connection or if you're like me, you can be very, very impacted by the energy, the energetic flow of what's going on in your home. And in order to make that deeper connection or to clear up maybe some funky energy that you have in your house, we need to really understand how that energy flows through the spaces that we occupy. And why is it even a thing? I'm super happy today to have feng shui expert Leslie Morrison as we talk about her work in her beautiful book that's called In the Spirit of Home. And we're going to talk about how we can turn our everyday ordinary spaces into extraordinary places to live by using our purpose, our intention, and maybe a little feng shui interior design magic to change the flow of our daily lives. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here and uh, talk about um, the subject I'm very passionate about. And I think um, everybody can apply it um, on some level in their home or office. And um, mm-hmm. just super excited to, to kind of be sharing this information with people and, and how they can get started with it. Yeah, me too. So I'm really curious about how you got started with it. Where did you enter into this world? Uh, well, in terms of the, uh, the, the, design aspect I, I i remember starting playing around with spaces when i was very small you know around seven years old i was rearranging rooms constantly um you know it might have been weird you know for, to some people but i was always always changing where things were where furniture was placed and it was something i always felt like i had to do um, mm-hmm. i was very sensitive to surroundings things had to be tidy things had to you know i was arranging flowers so i always sort of had that idea of what felt good for me and, and how I needed to change and manipulate space to, to accomplish sort of an inner harmony. Um, and as I progressed throughout life, I did that through all of my interiors um, growing up and ended up in the world of design um, in various ways and just started to really apply that more to other people's spaces and, and just sort of found um, how my own spiritual path and, you know, and following, um, you know, my own um, evolution as a spiritual person, I was able to tie that into a lot of the work I was doing with interiors. And I really could see the connections between 
you know, how we can react to space around us and how easy it can be to change space by making, um, you know, little changes here and there, or, you know, ap- applying different elements, um, you know, using our intention. Um, and, and it really does, I think, combine well, you know, the idea of, you know, a, a spiritual um, perspective and the space, physical space, I think there is a, a, you know, an inherent balance there that we need to find. And we're all very sensitive to it. Um, I believe some people are more aware of it than others. So that's really, um, and when the idea came for the book, you know, I just, I want to put it all into one package for people and explain sort of what, what I've been doing throughout my life. So that's, mm. that's how it came to be. That's so cool. So cool. So I work a lot with sensitive people, you know, empaths, mm-hmm. psychic healer types. And and I find uh, most of the people that I'm associating with are so sensitive to our environments yeah. and what it's work environments and everything about it, like lighting we have mm-hmm. or the kind of flow of the energy that we have. What is that? Is that, you know, is that just is that just like life force energy that flows through our space and get clogs up? What do you think it is really that we're responding to? I think we're responding to things um, and I've seen people, you know, in work environments and I've been in work environments that weren't harmonious. I think we do have an inherent need to find um, harmony, you know, with, with and, and we're all, we should be um, in nature, you know, we should all be in, in a natural environment. And I think that's what we're supposed to be. So we've created this sort of society and work culture where we're all inundated with bright lights and loud noises and, and, and stimulation constantly. And we're not meant to, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that was ever the point. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think we, we get stuck and we just kind of go along with it because that's the way the world goes. And I think we get to a point where we don't realize that that is where a lot of our disharmony is coming from because we've disconnected from, you know, the peace and the the tranquility and the naturalness of our world. And then we get blockages, we get depression, we start hating our jobs, we start hating um, being home because there's there's clutter there and there's there's mess and there's noise and we don't take time to clean it or fix it. And I think we just get stuck and, and without actually being aware that, mm. that those are the things that are going on, you can stay there for a very long time. And I have yeah. seen people stay there and it's um, it leads to a lot of things, and I think it can lead to a lot of a lot of different illnesses, you know, psychological or otherwise, um, it, like any other blockage would do. Yeah, so interesting. Like I, I've always thought I knew when I was really little that there was a correlation between my inner mind state and my outer yeah world, and I knew that I could change the it, my inner state by changing my outer surroundings. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yep. And and I think some of us like kind of learn that. Plus I'm a Libra and Libras are really like beauty oriented. <laughs> you know what I mean? My mom was so a Libra. <laughs> I find like lack like lack of beauty beauty is a high value for me and it it isn't for for lots of people or they don't know that it should be. You know, like we've mm-hmm. forgotten that beauty should be a high value and a high spiritual value even, right? Yeah. It's Yeah. Um my dad used to say <laughs> he wasn't particularly religious but he used to say cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right before he made us clean our rooms, whatever. But I knew yes. then I knew I would feel better after I cleaned my room. Yeah. And we do. That's what's so interesting about it. Anyone that's actually gone through a, you know, a home organization or, you know, ripped everything out of the closet and donated, it, it like it physically feels good. It feels good, mm-hmm. you know, in our minds and in our in our bodies because we've 
we're lightening and we're releasing. And it's that letting go that, that is so important on a regular basis. And, and I've kind of instilled that in my daughter, you know, no, nope, let's, you know, go through the dresser. If it doesn't fit, it go, and she's getting it right. Okay. No, that, that makes sense, mom. Now there's space and it feels better in here. And, and it's true. It really does physically, and you do notice it. And um, if everybody could get to that point where they realized that that was a very important you know, connection. And, and I think everybody would, would grasp it very quickly and, oh yeah, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. And it does feel good. And it's natural <laughs> to get totally. rid of things, right? Yeah. And to make that connection between beauty and inner, inner harmony and outer harmony. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I, and I am a total feng shui hack. Like I know nothing about it except the basic like mm-hmm. Bagua chart that you can, yeah. you, know, you can, anyone can look up on the internet kind of thing. And, but I know mm-hmm. like for me, when I, want to manifest something in my life, I use feng shui. And it mm-hmm. always works, even though I know nothing. I know nothing about yeah. the techniques. And I will just whammy things around. In fact, last night, I was lying in bed thinking, I gotta, ch- I gotta move around the furniture in my bedroom. I was having this whole like, inner like, yeah. what, ha- what would happen if I, how do I do that? Yeah. What's it gonna feel like, you know? <laughs> so I was kind of on that's, that same that's page. It. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. And I, it just has always worked for me. Like if I, if I need to change something or create or manifest something, I use feng shui principles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, it's, um, it, it's about recognizing it and, you know, getting the intent that you want to change something and making the, the, the energetic effort to change that thing. Um, and, and I think that's a big part of it too. And then one of the be- one of the biggest areas I notice um, is the entryway. And I mm-hmm. tend to put a big emphasis on that because most people don't like that that's where they just dump stuff and and every single time i revamp or clean or sweep the front step or or you know make sure everything's picked up and reorganized um it always makes a difference and and it's instant i mean it's just your perception of of change and what you want to bring in and i think that's a big part of if it's feng shui or if it's any other um uh, space clearing or or redecorating you're doing that intention to make a change i think is the is a big part of how you know how the magic works is is you're you're actually going with that intention to to change it so um and that's an important part so i did space clearings for years back in the 90s because i was a psychic you know and people would be like my i think my house is haunted will you come and deal with it (laughs) i had no idea what i was doing you know and yeah, I learned I learned it all the hard way, but I did it for about 10 years. And um, I would really notice there was a huge correlation between like negative spiritual energies and negative stuck human energy, like residual energy. Yeah. And it's like yeah. always the room that's crowded, always the room that has cluttered, you know. Yeah. So w- what are some of your space clearing techniques that maybe we can even if we don't want to jump full into ghost busting, what can we, what can, where can we start with some of that? I think that, I think that's a good point is that the, the rooms that don't get the attention and they get the neglect are going to attract that kind of that blockage. And whether it's a, a ghost or a spirit or just our own negative, you know, mm. I'm just going to shut the door on the room because I hate going in there, you know, so we're kind of giving that room the negative energy, right? right off the bat. So whether it's attracting things or you're just giving it, if there's any space in the house like that, I always recommend, you know, um, what is the space supposed to be used for? You know, is it supposed to be used for storage? Okay, well, let's organize it. Is it supposed to be a spare room? Well, let's get the junk out and give the room purpose, give the space a purpose. 
um, and then start going through with um, cleaning and organizing. I always recommend starting there uh, with the intention of getting rid of whatever shouldn't be there. So that mm. that verbal intention or that mental intent, I, I often use visualizations like I'm I'm washing mud away. So that's a good one for me. Right. And the lightning and how that feels. So finding the purpose of the space and then with the intention of getting rid of what's not working or what's old or what's negative has to be a big part of where it starts. And then once you've gotten to the point where you feel the negative stuff is is gone or is, is going away, you can start repurposing the space and then adding new intentions in. So I do think that there's a bit of a process that everybody should look at when they're looking at space and, and figure out, you know, this is what the space is, but what do I want it to be? Um, and, and how do I get it there? Do you use like sort of traditional things like some feng shui people do like mirrors and fountains and oh, things yes. like that? Yeah. To- yeah. I like fountains. Um, mirrors are good because they're very reflective and they open up space is which, what I really like about mirrors. Um, and, and they just give that perception of space and light. Um, so it's a very strong water water element too. Um, I have a, a fish tank at my front door. So that trickling of water that I can always hear, I've got fountains, you know, going um, in the appropriate season. Um, um, and little little things like having fire or, or representations of fire in the you know in the in the, the fire sector and little things like that just to remind you of the elements and make sure that you've sort of got that balance going throughout the house. Uh, but in terms of space clearing, I've you know I've always enjoyed using smoke as well mm. um, for for clearing out the space, and I find that very helpful. I yeah. find it very uplifting. Is the the burning of herbs and mm-hmm. um, keeping that visualization in mind as I'm going and what I'm trying to release when I'm trying to make sure leaves the space um, is very important too. Right. Beautiful. And what, what are some things people can do to get started? Where do we start if we just feel uncomfortable in general in our space? In a space, um, I, I always, I'm a big proponent of cleaning. I'm a Virgo, so <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very organized by nature. And um, I often find that the accumulation of stuff is a big, um, is a big energy block, um, accumulating things that we're, we don't need anymore. So, and even in the book, I recommend that as a big, uh, a big step is to declutter, get things out of the space that you're not using, you know, donate it. That is a huge step right off the bat. Um, and then um, making sure this space is, you know, like you said about rearranging furniture, you know, is the furniture flowing the right way? Am I blocking doors? Am I blocking windows with furniture? I'm really assessing the space um, and, and how you use the space and how you want the space to be used is a big one as well. A lot of people have furniture that don't work in a space. It's too big or it's it's too small and they've got it scattered. So it's just about feeling how the space is working too. And you you can, if you if you put the intention to it, you can feel how the space is working, um, which is sort of the, the whole idea behind, um, behind the book that I wrote. Um, but decluttering and cleaning is for me the the don't do anything else until you get rid of what's, what shouldn't be there. Yeah, that makes sense. Sort of start with a clean slate. Do you favor the sort of the Marie Kondo um, spark joy? Like, does that work for you? Yeah, she's, I mean, there are things that I think are a a bit, um, um, you know, very strict in in some of these philosophies, but but I do believe, and just because of my own personal experience with it, that without cleaning a space, 
um, and getting rid of things that you don't necessarily like, uh, there's no point in bringing in anything else new because if you don't like what you have or you don't like the way it feels, then why do we have it? So, mm-hmm. and not everybody can go out and and spend hundreds of dollars, you know, refinishing a room, but um, you can make really inexpensive changes. You know, like if even if it's just changing the bedding, you know, I've done that frequently, changing changing throw pillows or, or just getting rid of old clothes. It, it makes a huge difference, right? Organizing your books a little bit, making sure there's no broken dishes in your cupboard, you know, things like that, that just make you aware of what you have and why you have it um, is, is where I like to start. And then just, just keeping things organized, but that means different things to different people. So one philosophy will never work for everybody. Right. <laughs> so you have to find what works for you. Great. Oh, I want to keep talking about this, but let us take a quick break. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26 at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we are with Leslie Morrison talking about her book, In the Spirit of Home. So Leslie, if you had to start with one room, like where, what would you, I know you said something about the front entry as being a, an important one, but where, where would we start if we could only do one? I often recommend looking at the bedroom for anyone that needs, um, especially if you're struggling with, uh, with blockages or energy drains, the bedroom can be a big one. Um, and I do often see people neglect that room. And maybe it's because they only go there to sleep and they don't put the emphasis on that that they should. But I, I find that a messy or you know disorganized or unpeaceful bedroom is going to have a huge impact on your well-being because that is the room you're supposed to be going to recharge. So there, there's a, a section in my book that talks about that is limiting electronics in the bedroom, mm. you know, exercise equipment, piles of laundry on the floor. We're mm. all guilty of leaving um, things just piled up in our bedrooms because well, we're not going to see it for most of the day, right? So um, I think it's a good idea to just focus on where you're supposed to go um, to recharge at the end of the day and and make sure it's clean, make sure it, it, it welcomes you at the end of the day um, for a restful, you know, a restful sleep. 
Yeah, that's a good one. And I um I live with my daughter. She's she's an adult. She lives at home with me. And this morning I was I looked into her room and I was like, <gasps> and all I could do is just close the door. I was like, like I can't, I can't. I know, I know, and it, and it's a it does make a big impact. And um, I I remember my mother was very guilty of that. Like she, her, she turned her room often into a storage room, and it was mm-hmm. well, I only sleep there. I only sleep there. Wow. But yeah, you sleep there and you rest there and you recharge there. And if if that if going to bed becomes a burden or a, or a not a peaceful event, then I really think that that's impacting us on very deep levels. And and I think everybody should really be paying attention to maybe you only spend you know your sleeping hours there, but it's having a huge impact on you psychologically um, while you sleep because that's the energy you're soaking in you know while you're resting. So mm-hmm. I do think it's an important room to focus on. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I find sometimes that people, especially my people, the spiritual people, they load up their room with like crystals and spiritual books and sort of high, Mm -hmm. like items that have sort of a high charge to them. And then they don't sleep that well. Yeah. And (laughs) so I always like, I'm like, I know it's hard, but take all those active things out of your room if you can, or at least away from your head while you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I figured that out a while ago, like years and years ago when one of my clients when I was doing a like a ghost clearing in her house, she's like, I never sleep. And her room, her, especially where her head was, her headboard was just piled with <clears throat> really intense spiritually charged objects, mm-hmm. you know. And yep. she said she slept a lot better after she moved that all out of her bedroom. Yeah. And I often tell a story of when I was a bit younger and really getting into, you know, crystals and Reiki and, and meditation and tarot and all that stuff. I didn't necessarily keep piles of stuff in my room, but I decided to paint my room purple and I could not. I had the most vivid dreams for two weeks to the point where I couldn't sleep and I had to repaint the room. And as soon as I repainted the room, it stopped. But it's the way I responded to that color. It probably opened up Um, your chakra, like, you know, like opened up that, that psychic chakra. It was too much. It was overwhelming. And, and so that, and that's why I talk in the book too, about really paying attention to how you respond to color because everybody responds to color a different way. So if mm-hmm. you do have a room that's maybe causing some unsettling emotions, you know, maybe just, maybe it's the color, you know, cause we do respond differently. And, mm-hmm. and my son was the same um, in a yellow room, you know, he, he couldn't sleep in the yellow room. So um, it, it's just little things like that, that people maybe think it's going to look good It'll, you know, the room will look great, but it might not feel great. So mm. those are the those are the little subtle things that, that people, I think, miss when they're when they're decorating or styling or, you know, working on their house. And ideally, we want one that looks great and feels great. Exactly. Yeah. And that can take a little bit of a little bit of detective work and trial and error. So um, and, 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 it, and it does work, you know, if you just find the right balance between I want it to look nice, but. I also want it to feel like it's mine and not just a lot of people go for that cover of the magazine look, right? Or or they want to follow a trend, but maybe the elements of that trend don't fit with, you know, their own path and their own needs. So it's really about just finding that awareness and, and finding the balance. Like the trend of painting everything gray would make me just want to kill myself after yeah. living in a house like that for a week. Exactly, I'd be like, right? no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might be a fad and it might look great, but it's not going to work for everybody. And yeah. and that's where, you know, finding those those personal elements is, is important. What do we do when we live in rental places, temporary places, you know, where we can't fully like invest in the full whammy? What do we do then? Or maybe we don't have much of a budget. Like, 
How yeah. do you handle that? And, and that's very common. I mean, um, I, I've, I've spent my share of, you know, in rentals throughout my life. And I always used those times as kind of opportunities to play around with the interior. So no, I may, maybe I couldn't paint or maybe I couldn't renovate, but I could still play around with, uh, with, with styles of bedding or um, the, the colors that I chose for things, where I could put my furniture. So th- it doesn't mean that you can't experiment because a lot of the most important things come from your own stuff, right? Your mm-hmm. own furniture, your own belongings and how you're placing those things or how much clutter you've got. So I think some of the most important um, elements of our personal space are movable things and things that you can take anywhere or um, repurchase again. So I don't think that there's ever a reason not to look at space. And I think it's a good time to start if you're in a rental, because maybe one day you will have a, a big house and you'll already be aware of these things for for making bigger decisions down the line. But um, there are some very inexpensive ways to, to just make a, a space comfortable without investing a lot of money. And, and, you know, even if it's just bringing in a few house plants and, mm. and you know, may, maybe picking out a nice, um, a nice new sheet set or bed, something to make you feel good because it is your space and you can always take your stuff with you. So it's a good, it's a good time to experiment with, um, with space when, when you're in those situations, I think. Cool. You talk a lot in your book about the spiritual elements of this process and how it actually can connect us more deeply to our spirituality. How does that work? Um, Well, I think what it does is it opens us up to being receptive. Um, So the more we make ourselves aware of what we're surrounding ourselves with, I I think that makes us receptive to other things. You know, wow, I didn't realize that I would respond this way to, you know, the color purple, or, or I didn't realize I I felt so bad when I was around, you know, this element or, or, or this style or this texture. It could, I think, open up, you know, some questioning is why, why don't I respond well to these things? Or was there something that maybe happened to me before where, where, where I'm not associating well with this particular look or this style or this color or this, this element, you know? So I think it just makes us aware on um, so many levels is it how, how, and also how you can manipulate that and how you can change that. So if I can clear my front entryway and and make change by inviting things in, where else can I apply that in my life? You know, can I, can I apply that to, you know, my family? Can I apply that to my health? And how am I, how am I implementing change in other areas of my life? And how am I impacting that by maybe not focusing on it enough? So I think it really connects us to our ability to create change on different levels by realizing that we can start with physical space and and how that changes things. So I I think it's a great process for people um, in general, just to, just to learn that they do have power to change things. Yeah. And I like, I love that, that you just said that's beautiful. And uh, it's it's like a really empowering process. So like, we don't have to just sit Mm -hmm. and suffer. We can, you know, do these things to make. So for me, like I know it's lighting, is super important mm-hmm. and it's kind of the foundation like any fluorescent lights i just can't it's yeah you know an airflow somehow like i like an open window i need like fresh air plants i love i always have a lot yeah. of plants in my environment yeah and noise level you know too so all those like i have to kind of start and color like all the, those things but i kind of have to start with that if the light's not right i'm i, I can't do anything else i have to fix that no, same with me. I'm I'm exactly the same. I need dim lighting or natural lighting. If yep. if all and I always have windows open. You know, even in the winter. You know, everyone's yeah. yelling at me, shut the windows, but <laughs> I need the 
or I'll go stand outside. You know, I just need the air. Yeah. So I need that. And that's just because I recognize it, that that makes me feel better. So that's a big part of it is what makes me feel better. This is my space. So I need to make my space help me feel better. And that, and that's where that connection and awareness comes in and, you know, turn down the TV. I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it, I've never had a true. TV in my bedroom. That always just felt wrong to oh, me. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like to not, not, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Although a lot people love it. I mean, almost everybody else in the world besides me does that, but I, I can't do it. No, I can't do it either. I keep everything out of my room, you know, and if I've got the phone in the, in my room, it's always on the other side of the room, mm. just in case I need it for something. <laughs> but it's true. I think it, it, it just disconnects us from that world. And that's the whole idea of resting, you know, is yeah. having a space where you can shut everything off and um, shut the rest of the world off. And, and it's it's about creating that sanctuary, you know, that place where you can just go. Um, and it's just you and your spirit and your your awareness of things. And, and I think that everyone should have one space that that can be, you know, away from everything else. It's mm. so beautiful. Well, Leslie, how can people find you and how can they find your book if they want more of this? Um, uh, you then can go to my website, um, leslieamorrison.com. It's got all the links um, to, to this book and to my other, um, my other projects. I do have another book with Llewellyn and an Oracle deck as well. Um, but I am also on Amazon, Indigo, and, and pretty much everywhere the book is available right now. Uh, but the book is published through Llewellyn.com, so people can go there as well. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful wisdom. I love this topic. Like I said, it's always been a, a just a personal, you know, interest of mine. And yeah. if I had if I had all the time in the world, I would become an expert. But I I just enjoy. I'm just an armchair <laughs> feng shui kind of person. <laughs> Um, but I, that's okay. Yeah, and I, but I'll read your book and, you know, get more ideas and absorb all of the things, all the incredible wisdom you are sharing with us, because I know it has such a huge impact on me. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. It was nice talking to you. And thanks all of you for being here today and, and hope you enjoyed the show and that you're probably sitting there thinking right now how you're going to rearrange your bedroom. I know that you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's the case, that's awesome. So thanks for being here. If you want to find me, you can find me at lisacampion.com. Stop by and visit. My work is mostly about helping psychics, healers, and empaths fully step into their gifts because I think the world needs all the healers they can get. And thank you for joining us on The Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, healing for your soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.